there, it's me, your money. And welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? Just as of May 31st, 2022, there have been 37,284 reports of fraud, which has equated to 207 million lost to fraud. Fraud costs Canadians millions of dollars each year with scammers and fraudsters only getting more creative and innovative as technology evolves. Our focus this past month has been highlighting ways you can protect yourself, tactics you can use, but it is important to know what is out there. The Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre has some great resources to help you know all things related to what scams are out there. I hate to admit it, but fraud and scams are the reality. These con artists are out there and ready to tell you sweet little lies to get your money. As we discuss, it's not just the loss of money, but the stress and the emotional side that comes with it. So we are wrapping up our discussion on fraud the way we started, and we have our certified cyber crimes investigator with us, Rachel Jolicar. You know, I just, I really love that part of your bio. It makes you sound like a crime fighter. With 20 years progressive experience in the payment industry, Rachel specializes in fraud management and money movement services. She's the Director of Fraud Mitigation and Strategy at Interact Corp and is responsible for the creation and implementation of effective fraud prevention programs and strategic partnerships to mitigate fraud losses and ensure an appropriate balance between fraud risk and customer experience. Rachel is the public relations representative and speaker on fraud for the organization, is a cyber crimes investigator, certified cyber crimes investigator, and a certified fraud examiner. In the capacity, she informs and builds awareness around payment fraud to law enforcement agencies, Interact members, stakeholders, and the general public. So Rachel is here to tell us the lies. Tell us lies, tell us sweet little lies. Tell me lies, oh no, don't you disguise. That's really great. Tell me you guys know that song from the 90s, from Fleetwood Mac. Well, you can't disguise your lies when Rachel is involved. That's for sure. Now, I know that song is about a broken heart, but ironically, there are many romantic scams and fraudsters are incredibly innovative and adaptable. They lurk online or pester you with phone calls, send you urgent texts, pretend to be someone else online. The list is endless. I'm sure and ever-changing. But today, we're going to talk about some common types of scam, especially some that may impede your summer plans. We have already such little warm weather in Canada and these fraudsters have to ruin it. Really, come on. So Rachel's here with us. She's gonna give us the deets on the fraudsters and maybe not so sweet little lies that swindle us out of our money. So welcome, Rachel, back again. Thank you, Carla. It's really nice to be back. I'm glad. I think we've, well, Rachel and I have really gotten to know each other over the last month and a half, two months. I don't even know how many months it's been, but 
we have a lot in common. And we were just chatting about so many different reasons as to why we might still be staying local this summer. So we've spoken about, um, you know, how much change there's been at the airports, how your flights can be delayed, the increase in costs. So you might, you might just stay local and go to a cottage. We have spoken about many ways over the last couple of weeks about what we can do to minimize our risk of fraud. But I wanted to recap, what are some of the top scams that are out there? What are what are some things that could impede your summer plans? We we spoke about it off camera, but I want to dive into the cottage scams. I think that is something we take for granted. We don't really, you know, realize that we're going to be swindled in our own backyard. What can what can we talk about? What can we how can we go in more depth or let our listeners know what to be aware of or how to combat it? Well, you know, there's nothing that ruins a vacation, like showing up, you know, car full of food, kids, friends, and you show up and it turns out that the cottage that you thought you rented, this beautiful place on the water is not up for rent. Yeah. That you have been scammed and now you're left with all this hopes and dreams that are being crushed and you got to figure something out. Plus you've been swindled out of your money. Yeah. So I think this is where opportunity exists for criminals. And we've talked about, as you mentioned, a few weeks ago, a few months, um, we we spoke about phishing. We spoke about criminals reaching out to you and trying to trick you. Scams are kind of the other way around, is that you're reaching out to someone uh, through either online scams, you know, uh, websites that are out there, because you're looking for something. And that's where those criminals are lurking. They're waiting for someone who has a need for something and is kind of willing to overlook maybe certain hints that might indicate that it could be a scam. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, if you are looking for a cottage and often they're being booked by now, I have friends that rent cottages and they said that they booked back in December Mm -hmm. because there's just not that many available. A lot, a lot of individuals who owned a cottage have now maybe moved into their cottage as a permanent resident. So it, there's less of them available. And also the weather is very limited. Summer, let's be realistic, is really eight weeks out of the year if we're lucky. So, you know, book in advance. But if you can't do that, that's fine. Uh, when you're looking online, use reputable websites. There are many out there. I wouldn't recommend going to online, maybe Marketplace or or to Gigi, because there's no validation as to, or very little validation as to if this ad is legit. And also if the person who is posting this ad, if they are a legitimate individual that, you know, is offering a valid service. So when you're doing that, use those those sites. And it is more work to make sure that it's it's a true ad, but it will pay off in the end. So if they give you the address, which you should get in advance, I know it might take hours to get there. Price of gas is very expensive, but drive out, go see it, knock on the door. And if the person who's there is their cottage and they have no idea about rentals, you know that you got swindled. Yeah, it's so true when you say that, because uh, after our last a conversation when we talked about doing this podcast about cottage scams. I think I told you I was going to 
a bachelorette. So it was supposed to be in June. We are now in July. Um, and it got pushed to August. And immediately I went home that night and I'm like, I sh- I should look up this cottage. Like this cottage seems too good to be true. Like there's no way like this is that beautiful, this close to us and it's available to rent. So I did. It looked legit. And then I got like super cyber crime investigative Carla hat on. And I was like, oh, I think I've seen this picture on Pinterest before. Let me go search that. Like it looked like it was like a staged photo. Um, but then the bride actually went out to Muskoka and she checked out the cottage. So I'm like, okay, so we're good. Like it's a real place because I feel like this is not, this is too good to be true. And I don't know where they booked it, but my, I put my cyber crimes hat on because I thought, no way, this is for sure a scam. Like for sure a scam. I thought like, we're going to drive up like 16 girls and be like, nope, just kidding. (laughs) Drive back. Like there's nowhere for us to stay. So yeah, I think. Honestly, like the point, yes, gas is expensive, but like it literally could ruin your whole travel plan. So it might be worth the drive. Yeah. And if you use those reputable sites, often there's comments. So you want to read those comments. If they're only dating back to a couple of days, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But if it's years of comments, there's positive and negative. You just kind of have to filter through that because it's not unusual to ask for a deposit. Mm -hmm. Often they'll say, well, we need 50% deposit. Mm -hmm. Everyone's asking for that. And not only if it is a scam, not only would you lose on that deposit, but again, I think it has to do with you got that week off or weekend off. You get there, like you said, 16 girls ready to sip tea, maybe. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tea only. And then tea only. Tea. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then you go, okay, what now? And then everybody packs up in the car again and goes home. So you you want to ensure you have a successful time off. Yeah, it's so true. Because like you said, it's like our summer is about four minutes long. So you don't want to waste your whole week. And then now you have no plans. So that is good to look for and know. And because like sometimes those like marketplace ads or an ad on Kijiji is priced to the point that you want. But I mean, could end up costing you more because you may end up having to find other accommodations or now they've taken your deposit and you can't get it back and you can't seem to find this person anymore on Marketplace or Kijiji or wherever you bought it. So have you seen in the last couple of years, because I know like we specifically obviously weren't able to travel. So travel was down internationally, like leaving Canada. Have you seen an uptake in the scams in the last couple of years since COVID existed, since more people are staying local and there's more demand for these cottages, right? Absolutely. There was that demand. Like People just couldn't go anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they had to travel locally. Some of them also, you know, depending on the province, you can leave the province. Yeah, so right. it just drove the demand up. And you have to think about it, like from a criminal's point of view, it's not really hard to commit this scam. You go yeah. online you steal a couple of pictures yeah. that look really good. You create an ad. People are going to, and you can have, it's not just one person you're defrauding. You're entertaining all these offers, mm-hmm. taking all these deposits. And you might actually, I've read in one occasion where it was like two families that showed up on the same day looking for this cottage that isn't even for rent. Um, so that's driven up the the types of scams because the demand is high. And then mm-hmm. if you think about during COVID, the the demand on the supply chain. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find a bicycle. 
Yeah. You couldn't get in the winter. Uh, I know someone who wanted snowshoes couldn't get snowshoes, yeah. but all of a sudden there's someone online who is selling s- snowshoes. Nice picture. Everybody sends money and they said, okay, I'll meet you at this location. Mm-hmm. Shows up and it's not there. So not only are they, they're asking for a higher amount of money for mm-hmm. that item. It makes sense because the demand is high, but you end up paying more. You don't get the item. Yeah. And it's just, it's a terrible feeling to, yeah. to you know, to be conned out of, yeah. out of your funds and, and having fallen victim for it. And, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just these individuals take advantage of us and the environment that we're in. It's so true. And that's the thing. Like, I think you feel that, yes, you're upset that like they swindled you out of money and you've now spent money and you don't have the snowshoes or the cottage or like you said, two families show up and you're kind of both like, well, what do we do now? But it's that feeling of like, how did I fall for this? How did I not realize? But I think to your point too, it is so easy to put together these fake profiles of of a listing. Like I just did romantic scams and we like, I don't know if you've watched the Tinder swindler on Netflix, but he built out this like whole life. And my husband and I are sitting there like, how could she not realize that? Like, how do you not? And it's so easy to be like that judgmental person, like on this like perfectly curated TV show that like they only put the parts that they want us to see. But they they play on your emotions, right? Like there's no demand for this. You want to travel, you want to get away. So you're going to maybe ignore some of the signs versus being a little bit more aware because you just want to go away and you want to go away for the week. And this looks like a great deal. So it has to be the great deal. So what are would you say are like the key, key things that you should look at when trying to book a cottage or even just in general, like when it, I know we talked about um, some key points last time, but in terms of like traveling and cottages and being kind of victimized by a scam like this, what are some, what would you say are like some key points that an individual should pay attention to? Well, I think, you know, using reputable websites, looking at uh, references, and this is like, you know, we mentioned cottage. There's also a lot of people moving during the summer because they might go to now that school at university is back on in person mm-hmm. you might be going into to a different university gaining a job so then you change city so i would say make sure that you do your background check it sometimes it also costs more right you you want to go through a property management uh, company so that you'll pay probably more but at least when you show up with your luggage and yeah. and the moving trucks at least you know that is a there's an apartment there um but also don't stop there. I think you need to go above and beyond now. Mm-hmm. And criminals rely on the inconvenience. You know, mm-hmm. going back to, are you going to drive two hours to go visit that cottage? Are you going to take a flight in the middle of summer to go see that you're moving from Toronto to Halifax, Halifax mm-hmm. to Toronto, to go and visit that place? Probably not, but maybe you can outsource someone, your employer, to go and look at that and, and validate because it's it's so easy for criminals to do it. They have mm-hmm. every excuse in the world. Yeah. Oh, flights are, you know, it's really hard to get flights. You're out of province. I can't move. I'm, I'm working remotely. There's always an excuse. Yeah. And I mentioned the point about working because this one came up recently. 
during a conversation. And I'm, I don't know if you've heard of this. I know, I'm sure you've heard of catfishing. Yes. You heard of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You heard of job catfishing? No. Right. So, so it works two ways, but I'll, I'll explain the one from, from a, you know, a consumer point of view. So you have an employer that pretends to be an employer, a company, and they want to hire someone. So they'll reach out to Carla and say, I have this great ad. And, and there's so many recruiters out there. We mm-hmm. know after the great resignation, right. um, I'm sure we have lots of friends that have moved around from companies right. and uh, it's an employee's market. So employers are looking for people with, you know, I say employer, um, and then they might reach out to you and say, Carla, you sound like a great candidate. Here's the job. You're going to be paid so much money. They do the interview. And then lo and behold, you get the job. So now they ask for your account number, your mm-hmm. SIN number, because it makes sense, right? right? You're working for what appears to be a legitimate company. Right. Often you don't have to meet them because it's a Zoom call because no one no one does face to face yet. And, right. and and now we're hearing about companies that are hiring people that don't even have to come in the office. So you never have to meet, meet people in people. person. Yeah, it's very true. So they get all this information off you. So they're basically stealing your credentials. You think you're working and two weeks in, maybe you get a paycheck, maybe you don't, but you've just given away all your information. information. That's crazy. I mean, I get it. I get it. Especially because like, there are so many companies now that are remote only and you would never have to meet somebody face to face. So like you could be doing a Zoom interview with me right now and I may not even be working for like a regular company. I'm just, you know, working at home and yeah, you've got the job and that's great. <gasps> that's actually a little bit terrifying. Like, can you imagine like leaving your job and leaving that stability and like what exactly is your option? You go back and say, "Oh, please, can you rehire me?" because just kidding. That wasn't actually a real <laughs> job. Like, that's that's crazy. I remember like like growing up, like when I was like in the job market, like looking for a job, I just remember being like conned into the like network marketing scams. Like, do you remember that? Or like the telemarketing? I remember like this was like as a student looking for a job and being like, oh yeah, mm -hmm, I got an interview. And like right away and all of a sudden you go down there and they're like, yeah, you're going to be on the phone. I remember going to this one interview in this like gross looking place. And I just remember leaving. I'm like, yeah, this was not this is not what they said it was like online. Like this is just like strictly telemarketing because that was like the thing back in the day. That was the job, the summer job that you were able to get immediately versus like some of the city jobs or things that were like a little bit tougher to get, which kind of reminds me of that. Obviously those were probably legit, but that is crazy. You're getting catfished by your company. No, it goes back to you have to do your research. Yeah. And, it, and and that one is a little trickier because how do you validate? You know, yeah. maybe they reached out to you through LinkedIn. So then do you go to the head office of company ABC mm-hmm. and you contact them through, you know, try to reach out to their HR and then validate that they're actually hiring? That could be very difficult because mm-hmm. it's not easy to reach out to directly to an HR. But you have to, it goes back, right. do your due diligence don't disclose information. Mm-hmm. And if you do, I mean, again, don't panic uh, and don't be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Report it. Mm-hmm. I think that law enforcement can't do anything. The same with the government can't do anything. 
if you don't report it. Mm -hmm. And the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre is there to to take on these reports and also guide you into the next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I did. I've been mentioning that on each um, podcast that we've done in the last month because it's so true. Like, yes, okay, maybe you're going to report it to your local police department and they can't actually do anything or they can't they can't find the person that's responsible for it and you may not get your money back but when collectively you're reporting to the anti-fraud center you know they see like a report from you and then they see a report from me and they see a report from all these different places and they're able to like kind of gather that information so it makes your case stronger or you get that website shut down or that profile gets taken off the dating site but if you're not reporting it because you feel like, oh man, I shouldn't have, oh well, like it's just whatever, like move on, then it just like breeds more opportunity for these scammers to kind of like continue to be out there. But I am like shocked. I, I will say I did have your voice in my head last week because I got a call from TD Insurance, which we're with TD Insurance, and it came up on my phone, TD Insurance, but this is nothing against TD Insurance. Love them. But He's like asking me questions about like changing my policy. And I just, I found it weird. And I'm like, shouldn't you know these things? I was being my own like investigative person, but I was questioning things. And, you know, we put a claim in last year and he's asking if our basement was finished. I'm like, shouldn't you like know like that my basement is finished since we put a claim in for a flood? Like, shouldn't you know that? Like, isn't this something that like you would have? like information about. So I just kind of quizzed him back like about certain things. And he like, I was able to validate it. He was able to give me my policy number and all these things. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know, like I would before probably so willingly been like, yeah, here's my account information. Here's this blah, blah, blah. Like not really thinking twice about it. He did not ask me for my account information. He just really was trying to upsell me on insurance, which it worked. So good job TD. But yeah, like it's, it is so important to be your own advocate and your own, like bring that awareness. And as, although it may seem kind of weird to go and like question the HR department and think like, oh, well, you know, why is she questioning us? Like, what would be the reason? But I think that's so important because like, that would really suck if you're like, I'm leaving. See you later people. Like you leave your job to go to nothing like that would suck and like I mean I don't think a lot of employers would really be like sure come back no problem we just saved your job for you so yeah oh that's terrifying now I'm gonna be extra vigilant not like I'm going anywhere but if the time comes and I do I will be extra aware of you know what you're putting out there but yeah you just like literally handed your identity like here you go take it and run. Here's my account. Here's everything. Insane. I know. I think we need to be comfortable with, with questioning, like to your point with TB, you're just giving the guy a hard time, but you're not, you're, and, and I'm hoping that he appreciated it. He did. That once you, he made you the sale, were asking probably. those questions. <laughs> Possibly. But, yes. Yeah. But we need to be okay with it. Yeah. And, and it's the same if someone were to contact me or vice versa. And I'm, and they're giving me what I think is, is giving me a hard time. Yeah. Uh, but really, they're just trying to validate that yeah. they're talking 
to the right person, there's no point in shaming someone. For no, that. no, exactly. And like, really, they all ask you the same kind of questions. And they have noticed like certain, like if I have to call Belle, like they always ask me the same like kind of questions. Like your last name and your phone number and who else is on the account and all the things like that. But like they've started asking me for a PIN number. And I'm like, okay, this is good. Like I, I maybe because I'm in this world but I, I can appreciate that. Like, I would rather somebody ask me the 75 questions or me being able to question back and ask the questions and not risk that, that fraud because you really just don't know. And like, you're just putting out so much information and the internet just allows it to happen because it's so open, right? Like, you don't question things sometimes, but you should. Like, does this have a Google review? Does this seem legit? Is this really what it says it is? Is this website like exactly the right kind of website? Or is it like a defrauded website, right? Like, is this Instagram account like an actual Instagram account? Or is this somebody like fishing for whatever kind of information that they're fishing for, right? There's so many things to be aware of. But I think by doing podcasts like this and getting the right information out there. And even just like myself, like in the last like bit researching a little bit more on fraud, I have learned so much and I have learned to like be that line of defense and question like I question TD guy. Okay. So we've talked about, you know, ways to minimize our risk of fraud. And I think this is a good recap and maybe you can concur with me, but if you have been a victim of fraud, like your steps that you would take is maybe like one gather evidence, right? Gather evidence of like how you were kind of swindled, what the scam was, who the seller was of the cottage, for example, like if we're talking about that, uh, definitely notify your financial institution just so that they are aware. I know again, like we all may not be able to do the same things. And if they're not able to give your money back based on the situation, they at least know that this is like something that is being done in the area file the police report. Because again, if there's enough people that file the same report, uh, there could be some actions taken. Report to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. Um, I have on here too, check your credit report. You can actually put like fraud warnings on your credit cards and on your credit bureau. So if somebody is swindled you out of your information, like you got job catfished and they now have your SIN number your account number, all your personal information, and they go opening up like credit cards in your name, this will give you an alert to know, right? Is there anything that you would like add to the list that I didn't cover that is something that we should be more vigilant of or like what you can do if you are a victim of fraud? I think prevention would be the first thing. So, you know, just make sure a lot of a lot of instances, they do ask for a deposit or they ask to send money. So if you're using e-transfer, just keep in mind that, you you know, make sure that where you're sending the money to is the right email address, but also the right person. And it is legitimate because when it comes to e-transfer, once the money is gone, you can't call it back. So just be certain on that. But before you send it, do your due diligence. You know, do as much as you can on, in terms of research and going back to your point, Carla, if if you do happen to fall victim of fraud, then just follow those steps. Notify the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, definitely your financial institution. The the credit bureau is a great one. I know I do a, pro, a proactive check on them on a, on a yearly basis. 
So remember, there's two credit bureaus. We have Equifax and TransUnion. Uh, and just, you know, share the word as well. There's nothing wrong with saying to a friend or a family member, listen, this happened to me. I just want to let you know so that it doesn't happen to you. Because there's something to be said that we hear information from a trusted source that it kind of sticks, right? You're like, oh, oh, I got to be, I got to be mindful of this next time. Yeah, it's so true. I also check my report every year. I encourage other people to do that because that's where you're able to see if there's things that are on there that shouldn't be like somebody's opened up an account in your name, or, you know, maybe you thought you had a closed card, but it's still open. So the truth is like any one of us can become a victim. It's so important to stay alert and be aware of all the different types of scams you may encounter day to day and protect yourself. So I think, like you said, prevention is key and being more aware. And hopefully after this last little bit, especially the ones with you, our listeners have also been more aware and they're going to question the TD guys too, or like go scope out the cottage that they're supposed to stay at with 16 girls because the pictures look too good to be true. hundred percent. Those have been those steps that I've taken in the last couple of weeks. So I want to thank you so much for being on. Uh, I think they're so valuable and I think this information is so important and it's you know, people don't think fraud and money and money management, but it is a huge part of it. And I really want to just say we appreciate the fact that you took some time and gave our listeners some advice. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me here. And I love talking about this kind of stuff. It's uh, it, it's always different. You know, if we talk again in a few months, I'm sure I'll come up with a new scam. That's like, oh, Carla, have you heard about this one? This is a new one. And you'll be like, no way. Yeah, I you love know, but- it. I don't actually love it. I feel bad for the people that it's being, that are being affected, but I love the information. Like I literally had no idea about the job catfish. So I'm going to be super aware and we'll spread that information around to other people because that would really, that would really suck. So I'm hoping that the cottage that I go to in August is going to be, it's going to be there and it's going to be good. But let me tell you, if it's not, the anti-fraud center will be hearing from me. So. Oh. It's going to be fantastic. It better be. You're going to have a great time. Drinking. You're going to be sipping tea all, all that day. Tea. All that tea. It'll be so all great. All that tea. It'll be so great. Well, as always, we believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and help you to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch at any time, whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you found value through this podcast. We are on all the social channels, so snap a photo of the pod, tag us, and share us on your channel so we can help get the word out. Don't forget, you can always connect with us at Tandia.com. We will also list the resources that Interact has in our show notes. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you. Tandia.